Welcome to Urbane Legends, the podcast about urban legends and how to act in a courteous and refined manner, but much less about that. Here's your hosts, Neil and Chris. Episode 11 of Urban Legends with me, Brighton's answer to Christopher, Chris Flynn, and as always, my partner in crime, Forces Sweetheart. Oh, Dane Neil Herbert. Dane Neil Herbert. <laughs> He's brought her. White Cliffs of Dover, Chris. Boosting our morale during times of conflict. Um, so how have you been doing? It's been a few weeks. Um, that's my fault because of reasons. Reasons being, I fell off the wagon. Um, so how have you been over the last couple of weeks? Have you been keeping it uh, investigative? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, just been just been probing, just seeing what's going on, finding yeah. out finding out where where the other myths are. Looking you, um, did you hear anything from Jeff Callard? No, he's not returning my calls at the moment. Beginning to get a bit, beginning to get a bit suspicious. You know, that's weird, isn't it? I see, I see his Facebook page is very active, but uh, he's certainly, oh. not, certainly, certainly doesn't seem to be returning any of my texts, emails, carrier pigeons. Well, I think you probably upset him by. Um, you think by... mentioning on the podcast was a faux pas? Yeah, probably that, and. And not not buying his uh, speedboat. Have you had any? Have you had anyone in contact offering you any high velocity water based uh, vehicles? Well, a flood of a two to three people. Yeah, trying to trying to sell me speedboats that they'd won on uh, Bullseye. Oh, really? Yeah. Turns out so... you live live in a live in a terraced house in uh, Northampton. You don't have a lot of use for a uh, for a speedboat. No, you say that, but Northampton's got quite a lot of waterways around it and reservoirs. Yeah, I'm unfortunately no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but these going, it's going four knots an hour. These, like yeah, but they are, but they are from the eighties, and they probably only take like four star leaded petrol, yeah. so <laughs> quite difficult. You have to stick a sail on them. So, Neil, um, has your have you found your etiquette sliding? without having these regular um, lessons that I provide to you for a very reasonable fee? Well, I'm not sure, but I certainly find that the horrified looks I get in public have increased dramatically, so I'm going to assume the answer to that is yes. Okay. Well, would you like would you like a, uh, a couple of etiquette tips today? Because, of course, this is Urbane Legends, the podcast which is all about etiquette and with a tiny side discussion about urban legends. Exactly. So, um, so here's some from Forbes, which is a rich person's magazine, I believe. Nice. Not quite Tatler, but it's getting there. Yeah, it's not quite Tatler. Um, so, Neil, don't RSVP for an event and then not show. Now you're just being rude. You're not just being rude, sorry, but you're costing the host money and you've probably kept a lonely soul from being invited as a backup. Now, I know that you're quite bad at this because you always RSVPing to uh, different op- gallery openings. Yeah, I've um, got options open. 
birthday parties. Imagine um, the chaos. I don't like to commit to one pub. Independent cinema openings. Um, the openings of different restaurants. Um, but you never show, do you? No. You've, you've actually become quite... Uh, how, how would I maintain my air of elusive... Yeah, you're quite a mythical character, like, like uh, Raffles, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Um, so just don't do that, Neil. Just don't do it in future, okay? And I say that as someone who has invited you to several of my now-failed businesses as openings. So yeah, I've just cut down a bit like a smoker. I don't think I can <laughs> win straight off. Let me just get yeah. it down to, like, 10, 10 openings. I don't turn up a day or something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that's... A week. That's a huge step in the right direction and from small acorns and all that. Um, so here's another one for you. And, I, and it's another one, again, which is I'm, I'm reading it very pointedly towards you. It's don't show up at a party empty-handed unless you've been instructed to, and sometimes not even then. Bring wine, a dessert, or a plant. So, I mean, the amount of times that you're turning up to parties without plants is legendary. You know, I'm not known for not turning it without a bottle. That's not true. But it would turn well, it no, but a full I, don't, I don't think I'd be welcome at any any of my friends' parties turning up with a fucking pot plant. Or, I guess maybe flowers, but not really. Dessert. Bring a big tiramisu that you've made yourself. Yeah, or or it'd be like the Sopranos, just a big bowl of ziti or something. What's so that? Why I'm bringing Italian food? It's, it's a pasta-based dish. I think it's like. A, um, yeah. Why is it a dessert? No, I don't know. I think it's um, it's like a. Well, then you've already you've already missed the point, haven't you? Bowl, dessert, plant. That's it. Not a big bowl of pasta. (laughs) This is coming from. Don't bring a can of sausage and beans. (laughs) It's not my words, Neil. The words of Forbes magazine. So, Neil, see how it pans out. Yeah, maybe um, when you go to one of those events that you. Uh, are constantly not turning up to. You could bring like a yucca plant or something like that, something inappropriate or something really difficult to look after, which is actually an imposition on the host, like a bonsai tree or something. Yeah, or like an orchard. Quick, quick, <laughs> oh. put it in the orchard area where it'll die in half an hour. Oh, orchards. <laughs> you do have a hot house, don't you? Fuck. Um, so, Neil, this week uh, you're in the driving seat, I believe, because we're going to be talking about the legend of Black Volga, which yeah. uh, uh, I believe a Black Volga's a type of communist vehicle. Yeah, I think this is, this is more widely known as the, the Black, Am- Black Ambulance urban myth. Urban okay. Urban myth, urban legend, rather. Um, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Um so yeah, this is something. It's it started out in it was I think it's still pretty much prevalent in Eastern Europe, or that's where it's kind of um, that that's where it's sort of as far as it's spread out as, as we know at the moment. Eastern but, Europe kind of has a reputation of being quite a spooky place, doesn't it? Which is weird because Eastern Europe's actually very beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it's a lovely part of the world. Um, yeah, I think I think a lot of that just comes down to um, uh, Dracula. To be honest with you. <laughs> Communism and Dracula. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because you know, back in the eighties, yeah, it was, sort of, Balkan Wars. it was all behind the uh, the Iron Curtain, you know, the, the Berlin Wall and what have you. Then uh, it was, you know, it's very, 
it's kind of unknown. It's very, very hard to get into the country. So there's an air of mystery there. And then I think, uh, yeah, Bram Stoker didn't do him good press. There's places yeah. like, you know, Budapest, Bucharest, you know, all those kind of places. They're, they're beautiful cities and they're, um, they've got a lot more in common with, like, Vienna than, I don't know, like, Stalingrad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I um, went to Belgrade a few years ago in Serbia. It's it's amazing. It's really like um, fun city. You know, just people. Very very nice atmosphere. Kind of like uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Montenegro is spectacularly beautiful and great food as well. Because um, you're just over the coast from Italy, of course. So uh, really good. Yeah, it's the Adriatic, isn't it? And you've yeah. got um, but you kind of have that. They kind of um, took over from the mafia the sort of Eastern European gangsters sort of in the popular consciousness, didn't they? Um, and they're meant to be really tough and mad. Uh, and I just kind of wonder where that comes from. Is it just literally because there, there was the big wars in the Balkans? Do you think yeah. that's, that's well, where yeah, it is? Yeah, I do, I do wonder because it's kind of like where you'll have a bit like with the Russian but you've got a lot of people who are highly trained in the military and yeah. then there's a lot of work for them, then I guess you're going to... And they did some horrific yeah. things, sort probably, of thing. So, yeah, you've probably been affected by some things or might have done some things. So, yeah, you, who knows? I mean, I'm, yeah, not wouldn't want to bend down you. you, you be no, it's just a weird one for me because it's kind of like, oh, we've got, like, like, Albanian gangsters or whatever, and they're meant to be, like, absolute nutters. And you're like, yeah, but that's right next to Greece, and Greece is really nice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like... It's kind of like a really nice, it's a nice part of the world, which unfortunately dealt with a lot of communism and stuff. Um, yeah. But you kind of yeah, wonder. I guess dealing with a legacy of a bit of that poverty that's come over there from the, you know, I mean, you know, for, from from sort of like the, the further as you go, where they've been under the sort of, where they did sort of get freed up from communism, I think there was still quite a lot of poverty going up into the sort of 80s and, yeah. and 90s, you know, and so there's. How, you know, yeah, I was point. just thinking about it earlier because it's weird, isn't it? Because lots of the world's experiences war and stuff, but um, I don't know. They're, they seem to be a special breed of nutcase in the popular imagination. People from Eastern Europe, and yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of not sure where that where that comes from, really. But then I guess that um, you look at Hungary now, and they've got like a strong man in, haven't they? Ergodin or whatever his name. That's mm. no, not no, that's Turkey. What's his name? Uh, the, the I can't remember the chap in Hungary. Um, uh, he's very he's very right wing and backwards, isn't he? And he's got the popular vote. So yeah, he's certainly not particularly fan fan of uh, you know um, gay rights and what have you. So certainly not a fan of anyone who isn't a white Christian male. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, but let's be honest, I mean, kind of the right wing's having a bit of a recurrence all over the place. Renaissance, ironically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the amount of people who think Kate Hopkins is worth listening to in this country, I mean, I'm not saying it's quite quite the same scale, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it seems to be in one of those periods where these um, people are getting listened to. But, uh, actually, what's the chap's name? Oh, yeah, Victor Orban, that's the chap. Orban, name. that's it, yeah, he's the idiot. Yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm saying that on record. Unpleasant person, but yeah, but yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I guess populism is is unfortunately on the rise. 
Um, yeah, no, sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but I was just wondering why, what makes that particular area produce, apparently, because it's not even that close to Russia, really. Do you know no, what I mean? No, you know, and again, I don't know how much of this is kind of like just myth. I mean, Serbia's no closer to Russia than Holland. Yeah. So, you know, or like Finland. Finland's on the border of Russia and they're really um, forward thinking. But I guess they weren't under communist rule. So I guess that's part of it, isn't it? Um, being under kind of a, a, essentially a dictatorship for a long time makes yeah, people. It's partly that. And I guess there's a kind of, there's the further into Eastern Europe you go, there's a bit of an East meets West. I think you talked a bit about this on one of the podcasts. Mm. Russian, you know, thinking about whether you, you know, you're, you're from the east or from the west, and there's a kind of bit of duality there. I wonder the, the further east you get, you're sort of heading towards Turkey. You might, you know, feel. I think there's a bit of a conflict between they might see like the EU as being meddling, or you know, some of the Western influences not being. Um, Maybe what I would say though more, that, that that area of the world, um, sort of north of Greece, that's um, sort of between the Adriatic and the Black Sea. Um, has for centuries been sort of handed from big power to big power, from like the Ottomans to the Austro-Hungarian Empire, you know, then Nazis and then communism. Do you know what I mean? So there's been a lot of... And the people there, you know, the people there probably haven't been treated that well from the occupying forces. So probably got quite a chip on their shoulder, quite rightly. So that could be something to do with it. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Welcome to our comedy podcast. <laughs> I think it's at the parties because it's like, I guess, you know, not having been to Hungary myself, I sort of wouldn't want to comment. And it's, I guess that's part of those with the, and again, I, d- I don't know exactly how much of like, you know, you get sort of Albanian gangsters in London or any of the rest of it. I think, you know, I doubt, I doubt there's that much of it, but I honestly don't know. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of kind of like, if you were writing a script or something, it's kind of, you know, Easy. you that shorthand. It's, yeah, it's because it's, it's, you just replace Russian with that. Yeah. Fun fact about Albania: they love. Um, oh God, who's that comedian? Is it Norman Wisdom? The guy used to just fall yeah. over. Oh, oh, Mr. Chiswick or whatever it was. Yeah, that wasn't his character. Mr. Grimsdale. Mr. Grimsdale. Mr. Grimsdale. Yeah, I've literally seen about um, five seconds. Movies. No disrespect to him. I'm sure he's great, but uh, no. If you like well, a Tumblr, well, then. Do you, do you know what? This was the thing when I lived in France. It's um, I was sort of like speaking to one of my colleagues, and it's like you're talking about comedy, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, like Monty Python. Like, never heard of yeah, two favorite, two favorite comedians from Benny the Hill. UK, Benny Hill and Mr Bean. I think I might have mentioned this before, but because um, it's physical comedy, so it translates, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, we all love Mr McGee, Chris. We all love Mr McGee. Absolutely, he's brilliant. Like sticking his head in ovens, you know that kind of stuff. Oh, walking off, that. walking off bridges. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think he still drove in that as well, which is um, a slamming right, slamming indictment on uh, the United States is uh, renewing licenses policy for the over sixties. Well, things you say that, but actually, they do. You do have to go for a test when you're uh, retired in the states. I think in this country, you, um, I don't think you ever lose your license, do you? I don't think so. No, um, 
and I was in a car with someone who was very old and um, it turned out at that point had early onset of dementia and he just like was in we were in the car and he was in a it was in a, like a car park and he just like drove straight into another car that was parked and stuff and was like oh you know it was that guy's fault whatever and it's like there's no one in the car so um but I think the thing is, people are really—they feel like they're having their wings clipped if they have their license revoked. I completely understand. You know, I, I think I don't think the individual can be, you know, trusted to do it themselves. To, no, to assess yourself, you, you absolutely you can't. And you know, if you were elderly, it might be your only way of getting about. So I can completely understand why you, you know, you, you find it very hard to sort of. Um, if you've driven your whole be life for yourself about the fact that you're probably not safe, you know, yeah. Like to drive, but uh, yeah, I've got sympathy for that. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, who knows? Again, who, how big a problem is it really? Pensions aren't going around getting people down the streets, I guess. Give it another five years of, in this country. I don't know. I think there's, I mean, yeah, certainly that's part of demographics, but uh, I don't think it's just uh, it's not just, but if you look, yeah. if you look at the um. Like the age ranges of people yeah. voting, oh, yeah, the, yeah, older, the, the older it gets, the more the more right wing it gets. <laughs> he's, he's a charming guy, that Boris, isn't he? He's a lovely, lovely. Look at him with his funny hair and his illicit affairs. Death rate for COVID. Yeah. Uh, the uh, when the when he was a journalist and the dumb blame massacre happened, and we decided to remove firearms from from people. Uh, he was going, oh, Nanny's taking back her toys. Uh, it's just, you know, it's like someone coming and taking someone's stamp collection. And it's like, you know, no one killed 19 yeah, kids with a stamp collection. The offices of Telegraph. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, how, look, how many dead children is that, you know, compared to... Enjoyment what, what people get by clay pigeon shooting. Exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, obviously you're being... Yeah, it's probably... Well, he's a... And I won't even get into some of the other kind of uh, comments he's made, you know, sort of absolutely. I mean, just like real... Racism. I don't know. Yeah, oh, just horrific. But, but also some of the words he's used are just kind of like, what kind of like 17th century fucking racist pamphlet did you get that shit from? Yeah. But the thing is, because he uses... Because he uses colourful language, people, some people um, can be quite blinded by that as in mistaking colourful language for intelligence, whereas it isn't, it's just using colourful language. I mean, if you're yeah. going to do that, then you might as well make Russell Brand Prime Minister, do you know what I mean? Well, do you know what? Cool. Well, couldn't uh, <laughs> do not worse. <laughs> I, I fucking love it. Do you know when everyone was just, like, treating Russell Brand as, like, a political messiah for about five minutes? I'd fucking love to see him run something. Yeah, I think you know I've, I've got nothing massive against Russell Brand. And I find him particularly funny, um, and I find him quite conceited. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. He's, he's been all right in some stuff. He was in what was it? Forgetting Sarah Blah Blah or whatever. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That, that's it. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He was good in that. I've seen some things he's been all right in, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I'm not big anti either. But yeah, just you know, and, and fair play to him for sort of like wanting to talk real about politics with youth. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> When, he, when everyone started, like, you know, oh, well, no, he knows more than the public, you know, he knows more about this than sort of, you know, the yeah. academics. Of Not really, no, he's just got an opinion, and that's, and that's fair enough. But, uh, yeah. 
Well, you know, if it connects, if it got, I guess, if it got even one person to actually have a think about politics, then no, it still wasn't worth seeing his face around so much. <laughs> still wasn't worth it. I don't, I don't, you know, well, you know, if it, if it got people engaged and they stayed engaged and they're actually now making informed decisions rather than emotional decisions based on sound bites, good. But, um, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know how much it did, but I think people who already liked him watched it and other people were just like, this guy's a clown. So, who knows? Who knows? I'm not sure how much of this opening bit I'm going to keep in. <laughs> yeah, I feel say we've probably just spoken for an hour about anything other than that. Shall we move on to the um, to the black ambulance? Yeah, because I think we. So Neil, the black Volga or black ambulance? Why don't you tell me the four one one? I knew what the four one was, Chris. I would, so I'm just going to tell you the story. So it's a, an urban legend. It's widespread in Poland, um, Hungary, Russia, and throughout at least in Europe. And it sort of spread a lot in the 60s and the 70s. Um, so this was this is a car. It looks a bit like the um, a bit like that sort of Ghostbusters vehicle, the, the the Volga. It's sort of like a yeah Russian model of car. I think it pretty much always came in black. Right. Um, and I, I believe the secret police would drive around in these, so I imagine they did, you know, they were home to a few abductions. But allegedly, you know, I, I don't know whether they were used as ambulances as well, but so where the, where the black ambulance piece comes from. But they were allegedly used to abduct people, especially children. Right. Um, and, you have all sorts of different um, versions where they could be being driven by priests, nuns, uh, the communists and police themselves, vampire Satanists, or as with all conspiracy theories, Jewish people. And Russian Mafia. Yeah. Yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just weird, the, the anti-Semitism thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, just... Yeah, yeah. just to be clear, that's... Yeah, just yeah, that final disappointing thing that's... Yes, we just have to have a... You know, have a go at Jewish people. It's really... Yeah. Every conspiracy nut this seems to get into that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, that... Yeah, sorry, I can't even. Yes, no, there's no logic behind any of it. No, no, of course not. That's uh, yeah, just you know, anti-Semitism. But there you go. Um, as you said, comedy podcast, right? Moving swiftly on. Um, there's some. That's funny because there's some parallels with a with 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 a kind of modern conspiracy theory. So. The reason why these children are being kidnapped, supposedly, is so that they could be eaten or use their blood as a cure for rich Westerners or Arabs suffering from leukaemia or to steal organs um, or possibly for for kidney theft for the KGB. So I think you've got a fair bit of um, stuff getting mixed in where you basically it's either, you know, anti-Semitic or racist against or or anti-Western or just like some sort of like uh, horror stories around kind of the KGB. Um, yeah, because I could imagine, you know, you going back to the, you know, sixties. There probably were some people getting. Um, well, there are people getting know, snatched off the streets all the time by the KGB or KGB affiliate branches. Yeah, I mean, in Eastern Europe, weren't there? I think in the Stalin era. I mean, that was just, I think it was kind of like forties, fifties. That was, you know, it was very prevalent. I don't know how much more it was after Khrushchev and that took over, but. Um, I imagine, yeah, it wasn't, you know, completely absent still, and, and I think a lot of people probably would have been living in fear since the old 
sort of Stalin days. I in terms of actually getting sort of a lot of people the, probably would have known someone who had been disappeared, wouldn't they? Like who, mm. like people who would who were maybe kind of in their twenties, thirties during during the height of the sort of communist witch trial kind of area. Then um, they probably would have known people or have heard, or known people who knew people who had been disappeared or had a teacher who was taken or something like that. So I guess these cars would have been pretty nerve wracking if you saw one, wouldn't it? You would have like held your breath, or your heart would have gone a bit faster. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Because of the, because of the like, vampires, obviously. <laughs> because of the vampires, yeah. No, I mean, well, if I was walking up West Street and uh, one of those rocked up, you know, I would definitely not be having a word with the uh, the passenger. That would be quite terrifying. But no, so yeah, certainly. And then at, at that time and in that place as well, yeah, I think as you say, that. But then it seems to have become more kind of like as with all of these things, they've 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 added a bit more embellishment on. So. You know, as it was coming out in the late twentieth century, you know, it's now a BMW or a Mercedes. Oh, nice. Sometimes with horns instead of wing mirrors. <laughs> now, the thing about the thing about Satan is he's not so it's like some Texas going on behind some, te- the car. some Texan oil guy. It's got like yeah. horns instead of that. It's, it's painted in like it's covered in cowhide. Little <laughs> road safety's for chumps. If I don't want to see what's driving behind me. I won't do Third Amendment or something in it. I assume so. Um, they also could have three number six on the license plate. I believe that's referring to the number of base Chris. Is it? Yeah. Six six six. Some, some claim it should be six one six. That's the yeah, retro inquiries. Yeah, yeah. Six six six. Is Where is that six. from? The six 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 thing. Do you know? It's. It, I think no. Yeah, I think the and, and you will know this as it is the number of the base. It, it, it does. It might be the Book of Revelations. Somewhere in the Bible, I believe, it is mentioned. Really? Um, and that's why the 616 comes in, because people say it was a, a mistranslation, the 666 thing. Um, the number yeah. of the beasts associated... I'm guessing, I'm guessing Book of Revelations. Revelations, um, chapter 13, verse 18, Book of Revelations, uh, 666. Um, but I don't know... What, what that did they just come up with that number or didn't they you, you know uh, John the Revelator didn't he like eat some mold and then go and hide in that tiny little cave we walked past that looked like a public toilet and then trip out <laughs> well, Samos yeah Samos because um, yeah I, mean, I think the book of Revelation was written a bit after the, the rest of the Bible wasn't it oh probably like most of the nut stuff wasn't actually from Jesus or whatever no. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't see. There's lots of different ideas of why it's that, but I can't really bother to go into them. But um, yeah, here you go. Chapter thirteen. Let he with understanding reckon the the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is six six six. So, although some people say that's a mistranslation, it should be six one six. I have no idea whether that's accurate or not. I'm, it's a number of a man. Aramaic or whatever it was written in, or Greek, is not particularly great. Right. Oh, it's, yeah, it looks like it's Greek. Cause it's New Testament, isn't it? I think the, yeah. the Old Testament. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, if it's... Well, there we go. we, we've got Satan involved again, which I'm pleased about. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I like to I like to have him have a, a, a little cameo in, in every episode. Yeah, it's good, do. isn't it? It's good. It's good to have. Well, it's just... He, I mean, he a little, is, a little a, nod and a wink towards uh, the beast. One of the most compelling of, of our... Uh, <laughs> 
urban legends, cheeky little old Satan himself. Um, yeah, supposedly they, they could come out and sort of ask you, you know, what time is it? Um, or and you're supposed to answer it's God's time, and then the car fucks off. <laughs> Do you answer it's Chico's time? Adjusting it's devil horns, presumably. It's Chico time. Then you yeah, do, you reckon, do you reckon they get out and dance? Then? Yeah, I reckon they start dancing. They get on top of the roof and start yeah, they get, dancing. Yeah, they just put it. Yeah, put it, put the handbrake <laughs> off and then just put the girl roll forward and stuff. Satan just starts dancing on the roof. He's like, hey, hey. <laughs> damn right, it's Chico time. <laughs> That's good. Um, would you? Would you? If the car pulled up, would you risk trying that just to see if it if that did happen, or would you just say it's God's time? Well, let's think, because the risk to my immortal soul, because, you know, Satan is big boys, you don't, you don't play. Yeah, definitely, of course. you got to try that, try that one out, haven't you? Oh, there we go. When are you going to get another <laughs> chance? <laughs> all, in, all in with the chips. <laughs> let's see how this pans out. Down. <laughs> Your move, Satan. You never know. He might, he might think it's funny and let you go with um with a wish. I believe, they, I believe Satan, if you make Satan laugh, he gives you three wishes. Isn't that true? Probably. <laughs> I believe so. I, I heard it somewhere. I believe that was in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, do, do continue. So, at the moment, it could be uh, religious folks, communism, it, mafia. It could be anyone you, anyone you hate from, from anywhere on the political spectrum. Satanist or Satan himself. Yeah, or any, any kind of, like, you know, all, all down to good old, good old Satan, the, the end villain of all of uh, Christian mythology. But, well, it's um, weird, isn't it, that they think Satanists or Satan himself because um, communism pretty much tried to destroy religion, didn't it? Oh, it was, yeah, it was completely atheistic, which, you know, is the most satanic thing you can think of, really. Because they want you to take, see, step one, remove all religion from the people. They don't even know who God is, Chris, so you can't refer to him when he when Satan pulls up in his black vulgar. But I know that uh, you know at the moment they've got the, the power of Christ to compel Satan to get away from them. What you know, ten generations of atheism in. Yeah, you're you're, you're relying you're relying on Chico. <laughs> yeah, they're defenseless. Yeah, if they know about Chico, then that that'll 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 buy them some free you know three wishes and freedom for a time. I know, but you know, I know the Czech Republic, and, and you know the rule. You know Satan, he's a stickler for the yeah. rules. If you, uh, yeah. He's, a, he's not going to get out with black vulgar or do anything, but you know, but if he can, uh, yeah. if he can remove religion from the people, then he's yeah, uh, that's one one abducted person at a time in the black vulgar. Oh, the greatest trick Satan ever played was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Apparently, according yeah. to I don't know, according to that movie that now feels a lot weirder. <laughs> Um, but... Oh, Kevin Spacey couldn't possibly be the villain. <laughs> he seems so innocent. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that, that fucking great, clearly. Um, but I know that the Czech Republic these days is the most atheist country in the world. I know. Is that yeah. so? That's interesting. Yeah, they've got no interest in religion at all. They're complete, almost. Okay. They've got like thirty percent religion, or people who identify as religion, which is really low because mm-hmm. even in the country like the UK. Which really, people will write on the census Christian, but never go to church in their lives or follow exactly, any of the teachings yeah. of Christianity. <laughs> um, but they'll put that just because it's like 
I don't know, like culturally handed down. But they put well, no, they put no. them on Jedi, don't they? Because they're hilarious. <laughs> oh, be brilliant. No, because the thing is, Chris, if enough of us put Jedi on the form, they have to make it a religion. Yeah, yeah ten thousand really? people or something no. like that in the one hundred. Yeah, they have to make it. They have to recognise it as a religion. They have to. That'd be great. That'd be really funny. Yeah. Can you imagine the banter? Jedi is an official. Oh, the banter would be oh. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I could finally walk around with my lightsaber without being laughed at. That is a hate crime now, mate. <laughs> I can't take the piss out of me. <laughs> Dressed like as Yoda, <laughs> sitting yeah. at a bus stop. <laughs> Can't take the piss out of his hate yeah. uh, Police! I assume you police. Yeah. I assume that's where you go. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine that. And then it'll right. be like making Doctor They'll all put Doctor Who as their religion next. Yeah. <laughs> it ends up with a country of cosplayers that you can't that you can't that you, you know, can't that you can't make a joke at because it's a hate crime. Well, that'd be you know. I mean, it's a good counterpoint. It's a very mild dystopia. Right? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good counterpoint to how things are actually going. <laughs> yeah, one, one could argue we live in a slightly worse world with this. So, yeah, you know, yeah, dressing up I as think I could... my children's yeah. characters, fine. Harmless, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Be, being mildly a bit too into, yeah, things that you... I, I don't know, I'll, I'll watch a bit of Star Wars, that's fine, but maybe don't obsess over it until you... you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I've, I've seen them... I don't think I've seen all the prequels. I've seen the originals and I've seen... I'd have been remiss, to be honest with you. I've seen a couple of them, I think. I'm, the one which I haven't seen is the one which everyone goes is really boring because it's, like, about politics. Um, but that's the one which I'm interested in. There's... Oh, that'd be the first one, I guess. It's not really all about politics. It's just, yeah. yeah but that's what I like. That. I like the politics. That's why I like Star Trek The Next Generation and stuff like that, because I can do without all the shooting. What I want to know is about um, intergalactic diplomacy. Which is why I like it. Yeah, but it wasn't... Yeah, it was kind of like the, you know, the child's version of inter- intergalactic diplomacy, and there were some very worrying kind of Chinese stereotype aliens. <laughs> really? <laughs> Worry evil... <laughs> Literally, and that's not me doing trying to do an accent or anything. That was what they were sounding like. It's, well, there yeah, were some. There were some like um, there, there's some problematic things about Jar Jar Binks as well, isn't there? I believe. Yeah, I mean, well, as with any of these things, it's kind of like how much of it was intentional, wasn't intentional. But I suppose you could, you know, argue this. You know, I don't know. I, yeah, it, I, I. I I, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that and say I think it was just you know it's just un, unintentional. Yeah, um, just a p- poorly, yeah. poorly thought of character. Poorly thought through the kind of yeah, the sort of putting on a bit of a Rastafarian voice and things like that. Just probably not. not giving him alien dreads. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite. He was running around singing Bob Marley and stuff. But yeah, so, Space so, Marley. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so they might be more tolerable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so do continue. So at the moment, now now we've got to the stage where the car could have six 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 and horns, and you have to say it's Chico time. Got it. Well, it's either. I mean, basically, yeah. You're either going from a KGB vehicle snatching people up, or, or you know, some people we don't like kidnapping kids, all the way through to like fucking Christine or something, <laughs> just something with devil horns with Satan inside, 
There's nothing about there's nothing about the Black Vulgar going on fire and running people down, but I think they should be. Yeah. You know, embellish this properly. Have them show a bit of Stephen King in there. I mean, that's pretty much, to be honest with you, that's pretty much the the, the legend of itself. But there's there's an interesting story, um, and um, you know, because that, that was going back into the sixties and seventies, and then the legend sort of carried on. And just as a legend, you think, well, that's quite interesting. But there was a, an interesting story coming from back just three years ago. And there's a Romanian writer uh, lady who's on a book tour, and what she'd done because she, you know, I think. Uh, you know, she wasn't necessarily very well known, I guess. Um, and so she she bought uh, an ambulance. It's just like a, a, a white and black one, and she'd done it up, and she called it the, the Ambulance for Literature. Right. And she was, you know, just driving around Romania, Ugh. I guess, having God, she sounds, kind of She thing. sounds unbearable. <laughs> um, yeah. Could, well, you never I, know. I'm, could, I'm you know, joking. Just trying to hype themselves. But, yeah, they, they, they could well be a completely... Um, completely uh, yeah, awful human beings. No, I don't mean that. It's just kind of well, the ambulance. No, they, they, could be, they could be mildly insufferable. Um, <laughs> but or, or you know, it's just it's a good it's a good gimmick, and you're trying to. I, I don't know. I, I can, I, I'll uh, I'll keep a powder dry on that one. But um, and funnily enough, yeah. So, so she's she was parked up. So she she actually you know like used this as almost like a camper van. So right. blacked out the windows by the looks of it. Um, just drive it around in the day, sort of. I guess, I guess, you know, it was a, a light ambulance for literature, so I don't know whether she's handing out her own books or just, you know, various other ones, um, just to sort of, you know, I, I guess get some uh, get some attention for her for her writing. Yeah. Um, she parked up by the train station in um, in Bucharest by the main train station, was surrounded by a gang of people thinking it was one of the infamous black ambulances hunting for vulnerable children. Right. She said. So I'm looking from Euro News now. So they gathered so fast it was as if the entire thing was organised. Videos from the scene posted on Facebook got even more people to come. Um, and apparently this has been being resuscitated by Roman tabloid media. They have the black ambulance urban myth. So they're saying, you know, children are being abducted off the street and murdered and their organs and blood being sold to wealthy people from Western Europe. Again, you know, mm-hmm. that's the... That's what we do. We're choosing... Well, I mean, once we didn't didn't ever do it, but it's not not commonplace. I've put an order in for a new liver, so just waiting for. I, I did it on the dark web. I mean, my kidneys have been feeling pretty painful recently, and you kind of think, well, I could drink more water, or you know, yeah, just, get a black market organ, just get a fresh one from a kid. Yeah, well, the problem is the apps make it so easy now. You know, just, <laughs> just order it. It's there. Twenty minutes later, yeah. pop round with a call box. You just pop it in yourself. Don't ask, don't, you just eat it, and then it goes in place, I believe. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, we're, we're obviously with our with our satanic powers, we're able to just yeah absorb the uh, the the essence of organs and regenerate our own. Um, so anyway, she called the police, and um, but yeah, they were they were filming her. They got, they got in the ambulance. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't sound like they were sort of a bit of a bit of an assault. And they'd seen when they saw the caravan toilet chemicals. They thought it might be blood or a medical substance of sorts. I mean, medical substance of sorts. I mean, I mean, maybe. How are you? How are you confusing toilet chemicals with blood? What colour it was, I guess. Yeah, it could, yeah. It was oh, nice. It was red or blue, because blood's blue, isn't it? Before it hits the oxygen. Yeah, but uh, I mean, thus, if it was in the open air, it would be red. But anyway, so she showed them the books, and they got. Oh, I like this one. I showed them my books, and they got scared as if I was showing them voodoo dolls. I think this might have just been um, a bunch of England fans out on the piss. Probably. That's, that's, 
it's probably that. I don't know. It could have been. It could have been. Um, but when police got to the scene, there were close to five to six hundred people that's in the surrounding people stuck in the van. That would be terrifying. To be fair, that's that's awful. And a woman stole the envelope. Yeah, six hundred people. Good lord. And this isn't you know by the main station in Bucharest. So the, the police um, detained three people for acts of violence, threats, and disorderly conduct. Um, they were later released. She got medical care, and they didn't want to go to hospital. But she was kind of like fearing for her own safety. Um, and she's still receiving threats, and she's going to, you know, sue anyone who keeps harassing her. She was saying. Um, so it's. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, it, that that's either, you know that's either it shows you how kind of ingrained this legend is that people actually properly believe it, or that people just love a bit of trouble and get caught up in the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the whole—I mean, the whole um, organ harvesting thing—it just reminds me a lot of that stupid QAnon thing that people have yeah. been burning through. And it, and the thing is, it's sort of like you—you know—you can look to these things going on uh, in America because it's a very American-centric thing. But the fact that it's been spreading to um, to, to all over Europe as well. What QAnon? And I've read it. Yeah, QAnon. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's all over Europe now, and I, an especially depressing development that I've read is that. Um, the far right in Germany, they're, they're now well into this as well, or some of them, and they're hoping that um, Trump's going to come and bring about the new Reich. Because <laughs> Germany's a corporation that was created after World War II, and so they can't be proud Germans anymore. Right. Yeah. So that's... that's yeah, I mean, it's weird this QAnon thing, because, um, I mean, we might we might do an episode on it, but... Um, or, like, uh, you were saying, maybe do some conspiracy theories as a sister podcast which we could do um but it's weird the QAnon thing because it's come from nothing like someone just making some claims on 4chan and the and it's so outlandish like just so unbelievable but somehow people have got caught like properly caught up in it properly caught up in it like um like believe it fully and go and storm the fucking Capitol building and stuff. Oh yeah, I mean just, just I mean it's absolute, just absolute nuts. But but then you see, I mean it's it's a really interesting intersection between sort of politicians riding this stuff because you see what the Republicans are now trying to play it down. Yeah, after Trump, being put in danger themselves, a lot of them. Yeah, Trump played, sort of played up to it, which didn't help. He played yeah. up to it. Yeah, uh, but but also, I mean, funnily enough, I mean, I was reading an article on this about a year and a half ago, or something like because just you read the story. So, for, for anyone not familiar with the whole QAnon thing and why we why we mentioning that in, in light of this, so supposedly it's all around um, a cabal of evil lefties who are um, kidnapping children and either eating them or drinking their blood to harvest the adrenochrome to I don't know satanic uh, rituals, yeah, satanic rituals, or just because they're generally evil. I don't or know. Pedophile, pedophile ring, like Pizza yeah. Gates. There was that, wasn't there? That there was a yeah, pizza. supposedly it was, pizza menus were a code for various abuses and things like this. So, but but that's why I'm sort of linking it, just because you know, the, the the fear over children. I think that becomes you. Know, it's like, well, what you don't care about the safety of children. It's a very emotive subject that you can hook people into. Um, but I think yeah, there's there's a bait and switch with some of this stuff that goes on. Funny enough, it's like this cult indoctrination thing, and you kind of you look at that. You look at some of the other, you know, like the, if you've read the sort of the seventh tenets of like the end of Scientology and things like this, 
you know, there's some of it's, you know, just these things seem so absurd on the surface, but actually, once you're invested in this stuff and you kind of, um, or apparently this is the sort of what sociologists say, is once people become very invested in the cult and there's, that gives them a sense of family and a sense yes, of, a sense sense of, of yeah, you know, community. You know, people are with you, like maybe you're a bit lonely, maybe you don't feel like... Well, and also, also... But, but then the more absurd it is, the more you'll kind of rush to defend it. Yeah, because, like in a way, well, it's, I suppose it's a twofold thing. One, it one it's, it shows that you, the fact that you're prepared to overlook that to sort of become part of something yeah. means that you, you know you're in a, you're ready to be almost be indoctrinated. And secondly, then once people attack you, it's like you'll defend it more. It, yeah, and also like you'll de- you'll you'll, you'll def- there's like a cognitive dissonance there, isn't there? Because you'll defend it because um, you don't want to appear to be some idiot who believes in something ridiculous so you'll no, no, exactly yeah so you'll defend it there's also um there's um yeah so there's the whole community thing but i think it hasn't helped that this has been going on during a time when people have been very isolated as well because of the pandemic so a lot of people are spending a lot of time on the internet on on the and the kind of people who go on stuff like 4chan or 8chan i think 4chan's been shut down 8chan now and the people who go on stuff like that anyway are people who are more susceptible i would suggest to to things like this you're kind of shooting fish in a barrel to a certain extent absolutely well it's basically i would imagine a mixture of people who are susceptible and people who are shit talkers and people who are very manipulative i mean there was one chap i can't remember the whole thing now he's one of the he's one of the leading people behind that whole gamergate bullshit um and he he described like he basically he he was he would he would try and lead people to attack other people, and he got off on it. He was like a psychopath, yeah. basically. But he used to call it weaponized autism. Yeah, you know, he'd get all these sort of, you know, I mean, horrible things, obviously. But I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite yeah. in their words. I can't remember this person's name, but he thought it was funny to. He didn't blame any of this stuff. But he thought it was funny to direct people to attack yeah. an innocent person. Well, they, um, just for kick, basically. Well, the mad thing about a website like Eight Chan, anyway, is so all of these people are like rah rah rah. Like we've got to protect the kids. There are these paedophiles, Satanists, kids killers, right? But HM is actually, unfortunately, very well known for a place where paedophiles meet up and share images and stuff. So yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all that if there's this a non-person who is trying to protect these kids and stuff, that he would post this stuff on a website which. Uh, proliferates child abuse images so yeah. do you know what I mean like that, I mean there's just it's just ridiculous I mean none, none of it's none of it's logical no. common sense it's not, it's not you know it, it's it's all just yeah just it's mad yeah it's yeah. mad um it's just it, it's just really weird how far something so stupid's gone really and that people actually fully buy into it and or that almost cult-like they have to be deprogrammed from believing in these, these things. Yeah, I mean, you hear stories of people who kind of like who do, but I guess it's like we were talking earlier about the whole anti-Semitism thing. And yeah. it's, just, it's something that comes ingrained, and it's you can't use logic or reason to try and get people out of it. They just, you know, there's something bone deep that says, "Oh well, there's, there's something wrong here," and I know I can't trust such and such people. And you know, you just you're susceptible to looking for whatever is excuse to justify your your yeah. abhorrent kind of. Well, oh, and sort of like with we're talking about kind of it all kind of ties in because we're talking about the paranoia and stuff under under communism and with the KGB and people 
informing on their families and that kind of stuff, that kind of thing went on. That's kind of what, if you don't believe in the same, in the QAnon thing, then you could be on the other side. So people then stop yeah. trusting their families and getting even more cut off and then getting even more deep into it. And that's kind of what cults are like. And it's kind of what it was like under communism and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of, um, there's, there's a pretty well, well worn playbook for this kind of getting people to. Oh yeah. It's us, us versus them basically. And unfortunately is something our, our current government seems to be keen to dabble in. Yeah, and Jose Mourinho. <laughs> I've not. Oh God! What's he coming out with now? Oh no! I just mean when he was like wherever he's managed, he kind of <laughs> destroy destroy an exit. Um, so I've got a possible truth here from Monster Wiki. So um, it says while largely just a series of urban legends, the nature of the Black Volga myth may have been deliberately spread or intensified by Polish secret police in order to make claims involving actual kidnappings by the government seem invalid or ridiculous. So that would make sense. Yeah, it's sort of like reverse propaganda, isn't it? Yeah, because you, you are sort of stealing up people in the old, um, in the Vulgars, then, uh, yeah, you just spread it around that that's what Westerners have been doing, because they you know, want to harvest your kids' organs and stuff like that. So that's what's going on. That's what that's what happened to Uncle Peter. <laughs> what that? Donkey. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about the actual Uncle Peter. Good luck. Right, so, um, so I think we've kind of gone through it, haven't we? Yeah, there's not there's not a hell of a lot to it, to be honest with you. It's uh, there's a you know it's quite interesting background and all the rest of it, but there's you know it's pretty much just you know someone kidnapping people off the streets um, in a, in, a, in a black vehicle. I don't know where the whole ambulance thing comes from, truth be told, because um, the Vulgars don't look much like an ambulance to me, so forgive my ignorance if that, you know, if, if no. that's kind of like ambulances in, in Eastern Europe in the 60s, I don't, I don't know. But, um, it well, I guess like they would have looked paramedic and medical equipment. Okay, well, but I guess the ambulances back in the, back in them days would have been more like estate cars. Yeah, no, exactly, like a, a game, I, I honestly don't know, you know. Yeah. It wouldn't necessarily look like a modern ambulance. But it could have just been called ambulance because of... It might have just been something to get someone to a hospital as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah, or it could have just been they called it the Black Ambulance as a kind of nickname because they were stealing people to yeah. perform medical stuff on them to nick up their organs and delicious blood and that kind of stuff. Although that does, you know, but again, that with the, the Romanian lady who's, who was sort of targeted because she was driving what was clearly not a black ambulance, but just an ambulance. Um, was her good check? Was it not black, even, her ambulance? No, it was a blue and white with, as I say, kind of, um, <laughs> you know, ambulance for literature in, in uh, Romanian on the side. I mean, that, that, I mean, that just sounds like maybe it was a right-wing attack, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I would be a little bit worried that there was a penny farthing inside, but that was about as terrified as I get by that vehicle. I might roll my eyes, at, or I might, it might be right, quite good, but, um, you know, that it, it possibly contains a pretentious author, but I don't know, you know, certain, well, but, yeah, oh, God, 500, 600 people crowded outside, oh, that would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, that wouldn't be good, would it? Yeah. Uh, I, hope I hope she's doing well. There is, um, there is some films, of course, there's a 1973 film, Black Volga. Starring uh, one we know? Uh, no. Yeah, I know, Brad Pitt. 
Curry's back in early. Um, so the film was based on the Cold War era urban legend. Legends say the members of the KGB would kidnap the children from Eastern Europe for selling them to wealthy Russian oligarchs. They were used for blood transfusion to organ transplants. So it's a Polish film from 1973, uh, also known as Kzana Volga, which presumably is uh, Polish. Um, yep, hasn't got much about it on IMDb. So, clearly, oh, it's a banned Polish film. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, there was a film. Fell foul of the fences. A film called Black Lightning in 2009, not to be mistaken with the DC Netflix series. Um, so, I don't know if I'll go through the whole thing, but it looks like um, it's a Russian film distributed by Universal Pictures. Uh, and it grew by Timo Begbatov. Well, actually, now I've completely butchered his name there. It's a chap who um, he came up with Day Watch and Night Watch. Oh, he, right. he, um, he directed a film called Wanted, you may have heard of, which is absolutely awful. Had Angelina Jolie and um, James McAvoy in it. No, well, I've seen guns, but they could bend the bullets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely trash. But he, he, um, he was, I think, he was one of the. He, seen he, day, uh, I've seen Day Watch and Night Watch. Yeah, yeah, they're actually pretty good, good films. A bit of fun. So it cost seven point five two United seven uh, point. Uh, sorry, I've done this weirdly. Uh, seven million five hundred dollars it cost. And it made $21 million, so nice profit. He seems to be a bit of a hit machine, doesn't he? Yeah, well, I think Daywatch was the biggest um, Russian movie of all time, um, I seem to remember, or at the time it was the biggest biggest grossing Russian movie of all time, because it did quite a lot of worldwide box office, and that got him sort of like a few uh, few bad movies in Hollywood. I think his last scene making a remake of Ben-Hur, Okay, so the film isn't really about what we're talking about. It's just that the car is a black Volga, which was revealed to be a product of a Soviet black project, and it's basically like a, it's basically like Night Rider. <laughs> um, so you say if if the urban myth had had it as a as a talking car, yeah, there's no need to shout, Michael. I'm all around you. Yeah. Hey, buddy, <laughs> I'm in some trouble. Michael, <laughs> you think it's a good idea, Michael? I'm so really strong, but I just can't even just there. Right, so um, shall we go through our scoring system? Yes. Which to- a central component. Yeah. Which today I am. Uh, I'm just going to use my Casio calculator watch. Um. To, uh, I've, I've had new, I've just got some new batteries in it, um, so I'll be able to type away. And uh, yeah, the great thing about the algorithm is you can adjust it to whatever technology you have to hand. So. Well, that's that's the algorithm for you, isn't it? Abacus and yeah, I people watch or, Pe- pebbles, know. pebbles and little pots. The quantum supercomputer, it's all it's all fine. Uh, okay, so spookiness, Neil, go. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, the sort of kidnapping kids and harps and foraldens, that's all obviously very spooky. Yeah. But um, I think, I think there's a, I, I reckon this is one that actually is more, I think if you grew up kind of like with memories of kind of like the Stalinist purges and stuff like that, this would be, this would probably Scary, be, it? Would be, you know, you probably would be pretty spooky actually. Um, I think it's not not so much for me because obviously we're, we're we're pampered liberal westerners who have, you know um, who couldn't understand. But no, I, I can imagine it could be very yeah, as I say. Um, but but I I did not um, sort of grow up with that, so it's gonna. But but to reflect that, I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to go down the middle. Right. Okay. So um, spookiness. So yes, it. I imagine it would be pretty terrifying seeing one of these cars if you just thought it was a secret police. If you thought it was um, vampires or Satan and you had to say it's Chico time and you'd grown up thinking and then people had said, oh, you see that car over there? That's got Satanists in it and they grab kids off the street. I imagine that'd be pretty scary. Um, So both for the older people who remember such cars as actually being a, a real incredible threat... Um, that you know that that's it's you know it's it's scary rather than spooky. But I think the fact that that oh, I think yeah. the fact that they've um, roped in a bit of Satan action. Um, I think I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a six for spookiness. Fair enough. I mean, you have got those devil horns in the place of um, of mirrors. Exactly. You know, that, that, you know the, the road safety of that vehicle is going to be fun to be. That alone, the outward aesthetic appearance. Oh, that'd be lovely. That'd be like a hot rod. Um, so, no. <laughs> believability. Like a heavy cougar or something with some devil, devil horns and the mirrors. Believability. So, I... The truck on the back. <laughs> Flames coming out. Yeah. One big, yeah. two big wheels at the back. Like, um, like, so like a car out of wacky races oh, have you seen this one there's um you see these trucks somewhere in the in the south of america where they they have a thing where they can just like belch a load of fumes and just oh uh, out a load of black smoke. yeah do they do that on purpose or is it just because the engines are so massive i'd like to think it was the latter i'm fairly certain <laughs> it's, it's just an obnoxious time that you couldn't give a shit about climate change i'd really like um science. i'd really like one of those uh low riders with the hydraulics like you see in hip hop videos. That'd be quite cool. And bouncy cars. I'd like one of them. That'd be good. I I think um, because we're quite prissy around vehicle alterations in this country, I believe that they're illegal in the UK for a, for a road car. I think you can have it at exhibitions or something, but you're not allowed to drive around with hydraulics. Drive around in it. Yeah. I could imagine that's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, you'd go cruising along uh, Marine Drive, going. That is where that is definitely where you'd take a low rider yeah. if you had one. Hundred percent. You'd be fluorescent lights yeah. underneath. Uh, Buckets. Yeah, in. lots of tassels around the windscreen. Yeah, very dark. Yeah. Uh, leopards. Absolutely mental sound. Yeah, system. leopard skin. Seats. Um, did you know that uh, the former New Zealand rugby lad Joe uh, Joe Lomu? Yeah, Lomu? he has 
the Guinness Book of World Records for the loudest car stereo system. He's got a car that he souped up and put loads of speakers and all that kind of jazz in it. Um, And you have to, if he puts it on full volume, you have to stand about like half a mile away or something because it's like nearly as loud as a rocket taking off. (laughs) I mean, if there's one place you're going to take something that obnoxious, I suppose New Zealand, because it's quite, you know, you've got quite a lot of space in some areas from your other neighbours, but uh, yeah, no. I think it's it's just, I I believe it's probably just a passion project for him. Just want to soup up the car, right? Nice loud music. Um, Right, so. Sadly, I think he's no longer with us. He is I forgot that. What did he die of? I'm not sure. It was shockingly young. I seem to recall that, but. um, Running around too much. Yeah. Um, So, believability. Believability. So I think that this has a nugget of believability in it, obviously, because these cars were used to snatch people off the streets. Um, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, So the the August harvesting part of it, probably, I don't know, maybe? I mean, maybe. You don't know, do you? Um, Pretty dark times. Um, Not so much the vampire statement bit, um, so I'm going to go with a believability. I'm going to give that. I'm going to give it a seven. Neil. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Again, I, you know, it, there, there's an element of um, of truth you can see at the start of this. So again, this feels like a bit of a fifty-fifty for me. So exactly. Yeah. Pretty much echo what you're saying there, Chris. Is I can imagine that you know they're probably worth, um, you know. Right, um, 60s, some sort of abduction and things from the secret place. Um, it does look very much like a, yeah, like a Bond villain car. So it's, um, yeah, I, but yeah, I'd like to believe the whole Satan's horns and 666 in the back and all the rest of it, but I, I think he's got a bit more subtlety than that. You know, well, you don't um, reckon he, he pimps out his right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Satan. Oh, honestly, if you've got one of those um, personalised number plates, then you probably are a, a Satanist or, or in league. It's it's oh good oh, right. vanity plates. Big Tony. Uh, <laughs> yes. Number one. <laughs> Sales king. <laughs> No, not 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 a not a good way to show your um your individuality. Um, anyway, no. Uh, so where was I? Uh, believability. Yeah, I'm going to go split diff on this and give it a. Well, I'll give it a six actually. I'll go a bit Excellent. Don't believe anything about you know kidnapping children and harvesting organs or any of that. But uh, the roots of it, yeah, there would have you know there'd be some some memory of uh, abductions, which I think probably is where a lot of this. Reach, is. Neil. You go first on this one. Oh, okay, um, yeah, again, another one I'd never heard of. Um, I mean, obviously, I've heard of kind of like things like abduction, abductions, and sort of like you know, solar theory and things like that, but um, not this specific thing. And the nearest I'd heard to it, as I say, the sort of QAnon type stuff, which it reminded me of. But um, no, it doesn't. Well, it, it 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 does seem to have kind of like um, 
to, to have lasted for, for well, a it's while. Over a big guess, area. Yeah, There's lots of different countries. Yeah, it's it's spread around to some to some yeah to the whole sort of from Russia's little three sort of Poland, Eastern Europe, and some and places, Greece. places all the way through to Romania. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, you give it a seven on this, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think this has, despite the fact it didn't make it here, with the countries behind the Iron Curtain, it seems to have been quite a big one. And there are many, many hundreds of millions of people behind, who are behind the Iron Curtain. Um, <clears throat> the fact that it's, gone, that it's gone to so many different countries, you know, Bulgaria, Greece, Ukraine, you know, Romania... Sort of everywhere, everywhere, sort of everywhere, sort of from central to eastern Europe, they all seem to have it. So I'm going to say it's got quite a big reach, although there was only one film which was banned. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven as well, um, just because it hasn't gone global. It has got a bit of longevity to it, and it sounds like it's not stopping anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, but it yeah. was it was prevalent across a lot of. The population of the world at the time, like a, a fair chunk mm. of them believed this. So, I mean, you know, it's certainly slight, slightly bigger than the Pigman, although not as not as heartwarming. Um, so, narrative slash premise. So, uh, yeah, good. I think it's a good one. The narrative is tied in with real events. Um, the fact that it's stealing children for harvesting organs that's um that's a very it feels that was an original idea at the time that's quite quite a new one um it would have been new at the time it's not harvesting organs stuff isn't is is de rigueur these days but um back in the 60s that sounds like it was quite a new a new idea for a I do remember you have these urban myths of sort of like people waking up in a bathtub full of ice with a kidney missing. Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff in South Korean cinema. Quite different, but, um, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it was, it was a big mystery. That's right, yeah, good film. Yeah. Um, so I think that the narrative slash premise is good. They've chucked in a bit of occultism as well, you know, just to add to the mix, because then the good thing about that is when the... Berlin Wall fell, then you can just remove, you can just take the KGB out of it and just put um, Sir John Satan in. Yeah, I'm Satan. Yeah, he's, he's like, he'll play Yeah, so I'm going to give. He's used sparingly. He's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give. Like, he'll add to any dish. He's like paprika. I'm going to add a seven to that as well then. So, Neil? Yeah, I mean, it's not, there's not like a. Yeah, I think I think it, it's not as compelling as some of the ones. Um, you know, there's not not a lot you can go from this, but yeah, you know, it's got a good nugget of kind of like um, kind of terrifying stuff. So you know, building on the bones of um, you know abductions and things like that, I think that's um, that's quite compelling. Um, then you're going everywhere from yeah, sort of like abductions of children into the sort of the whole satanic thing. So. Yeah, I, I probably I'm going to go six and a half. You and your half marks. Okay, so that gives us an overall Oiden legend score of fifty-one point five. Seems quite high. Yeah, it is. It got it got no lower than a five from either of us in any of the categories. So 
Um, I think, you, you know, the system, we have the algorithm there for a reason. And despite the fact that we were maybe ignorant of this, it is actually quite a big urban legend, just not in our neck of the woods. And the algorithm has clearly reflected that, um, removing any prejudice that, that we might have. So, yep. again, the algorithm yeah, stands stands tall, stands on the shoulders of giants. Um, Absolutely. By algorithm, of course, we mean the four numbers we've made up and then subtracted by two, or by eight, I guess. Algorithm. I know we had, they just add them up, don't we? Yeah. That's the, well, the algorithm does. Yeah. We put it... Sorry, no, I mean... That's the we, put the num- <clears throat> we, put, we put the numbers... Well, we, we put it through <clears throat> the process, because actually it, it could come out differently. It happens to have exactly concurred with it, adding up the numbers that we've, we've made that, up exactly every week. But, but it, you know, it could... But that's how every equation works. An equation yeah, is just yeah. a little machine that's, that is made of numbers or made of things to do with whatever you input into the equation, then you get something out the other end. That's what an equation is. That's what the algorithm is. You know, this is deep math that we're looking at here. I'm going to go and write it on my window so people on the other side yeah, absolutely. can see me doing it. N1 plus N2 plus N3 <laughs> over I. Plus yeah. Yeah. And uh, alpha omega symbol. Um, cool. Okay, so we can have a mathematical symbol that is just like a, a, a pigman straddling a werewolf. I don't know what that would look like, but I think we need to work okay. on that. Well, um, we'll work on it, and we'll um, we'll take it to, and then, and then just keep on flooding. <laughs> you know, the, the royal society won't accept it as a number. <laughs> but quick, everyone, get on the census. If we get enough, the rules is like you have to make this a number. <laughs> have to make this a mathematical symbol now. Um, and it will actually help with <laughs> with uh, discovering the unifying theory. I'm just saying people are becoming more and more, you know, scientifically illiterate and, and less numerate and literate. Let's make numeracy more fun. You've got to meet the people halfway <laughs> first. Yeah. <laughs> Let's face it, the reason why everyone's bored of all this literacy and numeracy, it's boring, yeah. isn't it? It's hard work. <laughs> Make it make it easier. Well, the um, I would <laughs> see. Uh, what's the um, what's this symbol? Oh, sorry, was on my... that's the square root. Square root. See the square root symbol. Boring, isn't it? If you if you yeah. if you turn that into a Nike tick, if that was the goat see picture, or something, <laughs> turn that into a Nike that. tick. Charge Nike. Get some more money into the schools. You know what I mean? I don't see don't see any problem with um, with doing that at all. Good, uh... You've got to carry on improving. We've been stuck, you know, that some of these symbols go back, I believe, to sort of ancient Greece and, and, and Arabic, yeah. you know, symbols. So, you know, got to move with the times. Yeah, you know the big, you know the big M symbol on scientific calculators. Use the McDonald's Just logo. Use the McDonald's logo, logo yeah. Kids recognise exactly, exactly. So I think we should, we should, maybe we should start making some calls. <laughs> to, to to all our um, business associates, you know, if people stay, um, you know, lacking numeracy, at least they'll be consuming all of these good good products. So you know, so we exactly. And instead of the um, these wholesome, amazing products, instead of the percentage symbol, you could have that sort of Amazon smiley face thing. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Every time someone uses it, we get a little bit of bumps. 
We're not asking for a lot. Like I'd say 0.5 of a percent of what the companies make to to set the deal up. Reasonable. Very reasonable. Okay. Sure, sure. Power players like us, they're listening. <laughs> um, well, you're a scientist, and I'm and I'm um, Chris, so we should be all right. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll see, see. I'll put the feelers in and see if I can get Bezos interested. Did he come down from space? Yet? In it, I was hoping he'd get lost. In, his, there, uh, in his in his rocket cock. <laughs> yeah. Um. I was. Yeah. Someone put an interesting thing somewhere on the internet at some point, and I was saying in the olden days when millionaires and billionaires like had a vanity project, they'd build a museum or a library and name it after themselves. <laughs> Whereas now. They just pollute the planet and want to go up into space. So, museum's <laughs> been done. <laughs> the thing is, as well, you'd like the likes of your Carnegies, even though they were like awful people. They actually they were trying to buy their way back into heaven. Whereas now it's like, oh, fuck, I'm a billionaire. I'm all. I'll just fly up to heaven, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> bypass, bypass <laughs> the angels. See what God. You know, it's, it's all right down there, don't get me wrong. You're not really, you know. really maximising. <laughs> time for a bit of a fresh perspective, I'd say. I'll be honest with you, I've got, uh, got a lot of time for what you were doing in the in the Middle Ages and Renaissance time with the church, you know, kind of uh, selling um, selling sins and that kind of business. Good good business model, that. People like to sin. Yeah, get, get, you know, that's you've got loads of money, in, but you're not doing that anymore. And, uh, you know, you're stagnating. So I've, I've I've come up here with a few Tonys, uh, Tony, and uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a look at revamping uh, your religion thoughts. Your, your portfolio needs a little bit of work, you know. Putting all their eggs into that sales basket, <laughs> you know, it's like low yield, low yield. You've seen the quality of sales on earth these days. Plus, we've got plus I've, I've got, got all the I've got all the money now, so people can't buy their way into heaven. So. <laughs> Um, have you thought about people selling their organs? <laughs> All to me. Um, cool. All right. Well, that has been uh, this episode. Um, I'm going to stop numbering the episodes at the start now because uh, we'll release them. Well, we're releasing an episode every Thursday, but um, I don't know what we will release each Thursday until the day comes, really. So we can just um, we'll just stop numbering them. If you want to know the number, just read it on the podcast, I would say, on whichever uh, app or whatever you're yes, using. Yes, I believe we, I believe yeah. Acast and I think we're on loads of others. I think we're on Spotify as well, but I've not checked. We are on Spotify. Nice to see that. Nice one. Cool. All right. So I'll be honest, you're going to have to hunt for some very specific terms to find this. <laughs> Idiots. So just um, try and remember this week. If you are walking through Bucharest and you see a woman selling books out of the back of her literary ambulance, don't have nightmares. Or, or Facebook, like.